Welcome to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network in this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach. The Aggies managed to skirt by lowly Arkansas 24-17 Saturday at AT&T Stadium. Ada freshman Jay Sean Corbin returned the opening kickoff, 100 yards for a touchdown, but the two teams played to a 17-17 tie for the remaining 59-plus minutes. Now, that Corbin return was the difference in a seven-point A&M win. They had to have it because A&M, the Aggies got off to a 17-0 lead and then went into a shell offensively. And that allowed Arkansas the opportunity to make a ball game out of it. But A&M senior Donovan Wilson clinched the victory for the Maroon and White with an interception in the closing minutes of the game. It's always an entertaining game when the Aggies and Hogs get together. You know, on paper, it looked like A&M was going to blow them out a quarter into the game when the defense had allowed minus three total yards and A&M had a 17 to nothing lead. It really looked like a blowout was on, but not so fast with Arkansas. And this was a Super Bowl moment for them with Chad Morris being an Aggie, having graduated from Texas A&M, having dreams of getting the job that they gave to Jimbo Fisher, and why wouldn't they? And John Chavis coaching here the last three years of the D.C., the current D.C., at Arkansas, and the starting running back for Arkansas, Raheem Boyd, started his career at Texas A&M. A Super Bowl moment for them, and give them credit, they made a game out of it. A&M slopped through most of that game, but is sitting right now at 3-2. and two. And even 1-1 one and one in SEC play, the Aggies welcome in white-hot Kentucky to Kyle Phil for a 6 o'clock kickoff at Saturday night on ESPN. 13th-ranked Wildcats, perfect 5-0, and 3-0 and for the first time in forever in SEC play. This is the third-ever matchup in the series, and you got to go back to the Bryant era when Paul Bear Bryant was coaching for Kentucky before A&M in 1952 and 1953. And in 1954, Bryant was coaching Texas A&M, but he was coaching against Texas A&M for the Kentucky Wildcats during that two-game series, 52 in College Station, 53 in Lexington. And in 1954, he's at Texas A&M. It's been 66 years ago this Thursday, the last time A&M, well, that was the the trip to Kyle Field 65 years ago since A&M and Kentucky has played. Coming up on the program, we'll look back on the win over Arkansas and get you ready for the Ags and Cats. We're joined on the show by former AM quarterbacks Jimmy Wright, who played for Coach Bryan in the mid-50s, longtime coordinator in the SEC, brings a wealth of knowledge and experience, and Trevor Knight, who played two years ago for Texas A&M, along with former AM defender, who also played with Trevor Knight a couple years back, Justin Dunning. That coming up on the show next. We'll pick some games, get some keys to the game against Kentucky, pick the game, and give a score prediction and more as we roll along on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com 
Hey there, I'm a glue stick, so I have one job. I glue kids stuff. So sorry for being jealous of Geico, who does a ton more. Like give you 24-7 access to thousands of licensed agents. And Geico has been around for over 75 years and has a 97% customer satisfaction rating. While I've just got mediocre adhesive skills, Geico also has an award-winning mobile app. Uh-oh, arts and crafts time. No eating the glue stick, Miss Lydia. Geico, expect great savings and a whole lot more. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter and Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter and Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter and Company can do for you. Welcome back. It is the Texas Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And let's kick off the show the way we always do with Jimmy Wright, former Bryant-era quarterback in the mid-50s. He was offensive coordinator at Mississippi State and Tennessee for a long time. And he joins us in here, and we'll look back on that win over Arkansas. Jimmy Wright with us in studio. We might as well just get right to it, Gabe. We might as well. The, the uh, game at Arkansas yep. was a sloppy game. Right. It was a uh, not a typical game that our A&M players have played in the last four years, but it was like one where they're playing an opponent that gives up 39 points per game, scores about 7 or 10 per game because they got beat 34-3 to by Auburn. They got beat 44-7 to by North Texas. And so it was a game in which uh, we started – we did the, the four Fs of a fast start. We had that. Right. That was great. We had 14 mm-hmm. points, then it was 17 to nothing. And then when you look at the scoring box, you'll see 14, 3, and then the third quarter is 0, and the fourth quarter is 7. So we finished fairly strong, but our biggest problem is always going to be two words for about three areas. It's just two words, speed, quickness. And we lacked that in the secondary we lacked that in wide receivers. We lacked that in O-line. Mm-hmm. Now, we've given up 10 sacks. We gave up uh, seven sacks uh, against uh, Alabama, and we gave up three against Arkansas. Right. So we got 10. And we Arkansas has got a pretty good defense. I think that's a pretty Ar- big improvement. Arkansas is a little like us. Their strength is their front seven defense. Mm-hmm. But we still rush the ball for 176 times, 176 yards, right. 3.6. They were less than 2.1. They were like 2.0 something, you know, which is really good. Our front seven is the strength. Now, if you're looking for an identity of this football team, and we played five games, what kind of football team do we have? We lack explosive speed for long gainers. Our long gainers in this game, we had none rushing. The longest game was 16 yards by uh, Trevon Williams. Trevon Williams, yeah. uh, We had two by passing, mm-hmm. 22 and 26 yards. That Sternberg was it. Yeah. That was it. Yep. Arkansas, which is, I'm going to say this, might as well just say it, their team will probably not win one SEC game. I agree. I See, would, I would think unless they get lucky and beat we Ole Miss played, or We yeah. played down. Now, our talent is the same as we had last year. That's what the fans have got to know. This, is, this was a 7-6 team, and I think they can be 8-4 and four with a little luck, maybe a little better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but we're not playing. Our identity is we are a plug-and-plug team. We just plug along. We do not have – People that's making 63-yard pass receptions, uh, uh, a jet sweep, and the guy goes 57. Uh, Tailback go off tackle, go 81 yards. We're not having explosive plays that people in the top 15 do. Right. Yeah. We kind of look like Michigan. We work for everything we get. Mm -hmm. Correct? The difference is their coaches in year four. 
I'm yeah. Like an A&M's coach is in year one. It's year one. And, and Jimbo, is ha- he's working hard to change the identity of this team to play four quarters. Okay, if you score 14 points in the first quarter, three in the second, have a halftime break, and make 25 yards on nine plays in the third quarter, your team is out there sleepwalking. Right. Yeah. This is the same altered. team that played Nickel State, mm-hmm. and Jake Hubenack came in and got 10 points to win it 24 to 14 or something like that. And then the very next week, Sam Houston State beats Nickel State 66 to 17. <clears throat> so we're not playing right. up to our ability. Coach Fisher and the staff are doing – they are doing an excellent job of getting this team tough and staying in there and playing, and they're, they're building a great defensive front seven. They're building a running game, and the receivers, Cameron Buckley, uh, Cameron Buckley, Rashad Paul, uh, Courtney Davis. Kendrick Rogers. Kendrick Rogers and Hezekiah Jones. Did I miss anybody that played? Not Jamon Osmond, but he got hurt. Osmond has been averaging about one pass a game. Right. See, more all, drops than catches. All that receiver group, they've got to man up and start getting open and helping out. Now, when Ke- Kellen Mond throws interceptions, now it is not always on the quarterback's fault. Maybe he gets a fast rush and he's got to move up in the pocket, move around, and throw wrong-footed. Or throw off balance. I do know that Kellen Mond's got to work on his deep passes. He doesn't arc the ball right. He's got mm-hmm. to work on the passes where people are coming across the grain. He's got to put it in there with a little arc, not just drill it. He's got to learn to throw them open and throw the ball to where they can run after the catch. He's throwing behind them too much. He's, on crossing it, that's called accuracy now. Yeah. And he's got to be able to – his eyes have got to be able to locate that, turn it loose, and if you're, if you're coming here, the pass goes here and you catch it. Right. Not you come here and the ball behind you. See, yep. That's and, how you get it picked and, or it's a, a short Now, drop. all these things now, that whole staff is working. It's just like Maurice Lindquist, the, the cornerback coach. He's doing a good job. His players are playing – they're giving good effort. Right. They're, they're trying to tackle. But they lack two things, speed and quickness. In the secondary, what do the yep. receivers lack? Speed and quickness. What does the O-line lack? Speed and quickness. It doesn't mean we can't win games, but we are a plug-and-plug team. Mm-hmm. The identity is this team can run the ball. This team can stop Keep the run. Keep going. This team can stop the run. I'm convinced of that. This team can run the ball. They're doing some good things when you realize this is just year one. Don't lose your mind when A&M has a sloppy win. This is a a sloppy win and take it, folks, and be tickled to death. If we have a sloppy win over Kentucky, because we can beat Kentucky. Yeah. We can beat Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Now, we can't beat them playing the way we did against Arkansas. We have to man up and go out there and practice. And whatever we were doing wrong, get it cleaned up. All right, when you start talking about the things that were negative, okay, mm-hmm. it's turnovers. Same thing as the Alabama game. Mm-hmm. We'll have more with the Chief of Police, James Wright Jr., next. Gabe Bach with you, the Texags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Texags Marina White Report. Gabe Bach with you along with Jimmy Wright. And we got to get into the face mask grab. Some keys to victory over Kentucky and more. Jimmy Wright with us back in studio. And I put down turnovers. We can't be averaging two interceptions. No, that's got to We can't do it. That's 10 or 14 points every time. See, because the other team's going to have field position. Yep. And they're going to either score on a field goal or touchdown. And so we got to eliminate that. Uh, Kellen Mond is passing at a pretty good passing. I think he's averaging around 62.5 per game, which is good. That's winning football. 
We got to increase our yardage of rushing from 176 against Kentucky. We got to get it up to 225, and we got to keep the ball. Why do we have to keep the ball, Gay? Because well, we don't want Benny Snell yeah. to have the ball. Well, they got a tricky little running quarterback. Sure, too. they do. He's very that, fast. That Wilson kid, I was going to get to him. Mm-hmm. It, uh, we cannot let him throw the deep passes on play action pass. There's no way we can do it. I sit there and watch him again. And it wasn't this last week against South Carolina. It was against Florida and Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Benny Snell off tackle. Benny Snell bounce, bounce off tackle, bounce outside. They lull you to sleep with that run game. And then bingo, he rides that tailback, sets up, and hits somebody deep in the scene. You think he's going to keep it, and then he'll pull back like – couple times remember reggie mcneil did that right. long pass to greg porter you think he's going to keep it and then he just pulls back and hits the deep ball they they ran the uh read option they ran the read option against florida where they rode benny snail right up and the guard took him and wilson kept the ball made the linebacker miss and then he split the two safeties and went for about 40 yards see now we can't have that see we we have got to cut down. This last game was our best game, okay, for defense against long gainers. Yes. We, we had none on rushing, none over 20 yards, and we had two passing, 23 and 26. Now, we have got to do that to help our offense, and we have got to start uh, – we've got to keep going in that, that good area that we're keeping the football – and we're running 72 snaps to our defense only being out there 53. That's a great uh, gap in there for us. Jimmy, let's close it with your one- or two-minute just assessment of this whole face mask imbroglio. Oh. And especially the reaction It won't to take it. me long to okay. uh, to uh, talk about that. And I, and I read all the papers, and I, I saw where the an, some analysts uh, didn't like it, and that's their opinion, and, and that's the United States – you can have your opinion and say what you want, you know, as long as it's not uh, just all cuss words, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think Coach Fisher did the right thing. He did not pick on a scrub. He did not pick on a second teamer. He did not pick on a player who was not vital to our defense, who makes all the calls. He's our quarterback. He's our leader. He's a guy that calls out the formation, formation left, formation right, and calls the defense, calls all the plays, all the and the secondary guys listen to him and then they make a call. He is integral in our defense being uh, ready to go every play. Yes. You cannot get into a shoving and pushing contest because shoving and pushing leads to a fight, and a fight leads to unsportsmanlike conduct, and bingo, you're out of the game. Mm-hmm. And we cannot we, – we've already got Anthony Hines gone. We, we've uh, we've okay, got okay. three linebackers instead of four now. we got Buddy Johnson. That's basically all we got. Now, I know we got some other bodies, but I'm talking about people that have played. Impact players. So, to me, I guarantee you when he grabbed his face mask, that's no big deal to me. At all, I'm glad Tyrell Dotson came right out and said there's no big deal. And what he did was to tell Tyrell how important he is to the football team, and he is a first-teamer. He's not a scrub, and, and I guarantee you we will not have any more problem with pushing and shoving in the game. That's the end of my quote. Yep. Now, if y'all had face masks. Oh, we had, we didn't, we had a, a bar. You had the one bar. We had That's the right. bar, and everybody got the bar. I'm I was telling, just joking. And I know that. Yeah. And, and, you ain't that old, Jimmy. And, and, and they uh, grabbed your bar, didn't they? Uh, we grabbed my we bar. Had, seriously, all we had in 54 through 58 was the bar uh-huh. across there. One bar. Yeah. And uh, if you were lucky and did not get hit on the option, where the uh, LSU guys' bar would come underneath and mine would go over, then you might be missing some teeth. (laughs) Maybe, see? Yeah. And so all I'm saying is the face mask incident, uh, I didn't even blink an eye. Uh, If Crow was still alive or party, they'd say the same thing. Yep. See? And so to me, what he wanted to do was let the team know that we don't need to be out there pushing and shoving we need to be out there playing to win a football game and be able to play every down and not be suspended from the game 
And that's my take of it. Jimmy, I appreciate it very much. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, Dave Elmendorf had a great quote on it. It's ridiculous. Fisher was trying to keep him in the game. I don't understand the outrage. I had coaches grab my face mask a lot, and every time they did, they had a damn good reason to do so. Sure. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way to end yeah. this conversation. Yeah. As Tyrell Dotson said, now shush, let us go play the game. Yeah, that's oh, we correct. Were shush, I think people should. And, and Fisher had let a good reason to go grab his face mask and yeah. get his attention. And I guarantee you, when, when Tyrell's in there against Kentucky and somebody says some of those crazy things that football players say out there on the field game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like Coach Bryant said, look, it takes a bigger man to walk away than to sit there and jaw back like a 10-year-old kid. Yep. Our thanks to Jimmy Wright. We'll have Trevor Knight and Justin Dunning joining the show in studio next. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom White Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Hi, Gabe Bach here from TechSags Radio, and if you're not currently a premium or varsity-level subscriber to TechSags.com, what are you waiting for? TechSags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or inside on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TechSags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TechSags.com. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. (sighs) Moving expenses. There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than $0.02 per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. Clear your calendars because the best time to discover your best hair is here. The Gorgeous Hair Event is back at Ulta Beauty. It's three weeks of daily beauty steals of up to 50% off the most loved brands like Redken, Living Proof, and Dry Bar. Check out deep conditioning masks for a frizz-free fall, flat irons for silky locks that never stop, and color boosters to keep you vibrant all season. But hurry in. The event ends October 20th, only at Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. It is.
is the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network, and we roll along with figure eight, our crew, who both wore number eight, playing together two years ago. And as the weeks roll on, we figure out a little bit more about Aggie football. Trevor Knight and Justin Dunning in studio here. You go into that year, and you're marking them down, and you have a pin, right? So you can't erase. You're going to put a couple losses there, and a and is going to come out of September three and two. I think what we didn't and what we underestimated – in large part because we didn't know how good Kentucky would be, is what this stretch is going to look like and the opportunity at hand. Because South Carolina, they're not playing great football. Mississippi State, not playing great football. Auburn, disjointed right now. Mm -hmm. And then you got this really good team, but you get them at home. How much fun is the next four games? And how about, let's get into that. The And we'll go back to Arkansas, I get it, but the opportunity that this team has in front of itself after what it's learned about itself over the last five games how about the opportunity that lies ahead for this team? Well, I mean, like you said, the f- top two teams in the country within the first four weeks, that was obviously big time. You know, I yeah. mean, the guys were really excited about playing those guys early on, kind of building the reputation for ourselves and building our confidence up, going down the road, developing identity. But, I mean, like I said, this is a gauntlet. And if you let it, it'll bleed you dry and it'll beat you to the ground. But, I mean, nobody really expected Kentucky to be as successful as they are right now. They're playing some really good football right now. I mean, they're riding a lot of momentum, 5-0. Yes. and oh. Uh, they have a really, really talented running back over there in Benny Snell. And I saw a comment he put out the other day said he's the best running back in the conference. And, you know, Travion Williams kind of chuckled at that. But, I mean, they're riding a lot of momentum. They just beat freaking Florida a couple weeks ago for the first time in over 30 years. And, I mean, their confidence is through the roof. And, I mean, we have to focus one game at a time. So this is a really big one uh, over in, over on Kyle Field this weekend. But, I mean, this gauntlet coming up, what we have – if we don't have our eyes on the prize, it, it'll bleed you dry. Trevor, it's a gauntlet, but A&M could go 4-0 in this gauntlet. Oh, really I, I agree, and I think they need to. Um, I think you hit it on the head, though. If you're Jimbo Fisher and you're that staff, I get you hear the outside world. I get everybody. Let's focus on the first four games. Let's focus on September, and then we'll move on. But the real mindset to it internally is, hey, it's the next colored jersey on the schedule, mm. and you got to take it one week at a time. And if you start looking forward, if we started looking forward to Alabama, if we start looking forward now to Auburn or other teams, you're not going to be focused in on that one week. And so I know everybody looks at the schedule and you're circling who and what and when. The real mindset has to be, what are we going to do this week against Kentucky? Arkansas in the past, Auburn, Mississippi State, South Carolina, all in the future. Mm-hmm. What are we going to do this week to make ourselves successful? Yeah. Do you think in a lot of ways the way they slopped it up last week gives Jimbo as much ammunition as he could possibly have? Is this a good thing? Have you been on teams? Bill Self likes to talk about this in basketball. He's like, I kind of like these December games. We play like crud against a a mid-major. And we win by eight, and we pull it out with free throws late, and we stink up the joint because I can get all over them. But we didn't lose. We won. So we win the game, but I can still coach him extremely hard. What's this week like from a player's perspective? I think this is a it's a perfect setup for us right now. And the reason I say that is, is we got all the rust off last week. We haven't had a rusty game yet. It's gonna happen. You see it happen to most teams. I'm not gonna say every team, because you have, you know, a Cinderella type team every year that seems to play better and better each week. And that ultimately is the goal. But we had our down week this past week. We played mm-hmm. sloppy. We got a win, an SEC West win, which you can't take for granted. Now, move into this week against a much better opponent in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. And hopefully that lit a fire underneath our butts and is going to get us ready to go this week so we can play really, really good football at home again. What do you think? What do you think of that perspective, Justin? Uh, someone, I saw somebody tweet out the other day. They said, you know, whenever the worst game of our season is a win, you know, we're, we're getting better. And I think that's very big because, I mean, it was obviously a sloppy game. We all seen it. I mean, we did a lot of we did some good things. We also did some bad things. I think the biggest takeaway is us finding a way to win because when, I mean, in this conference, you're playing against good opponents, good teams. If you let them hang around, they'll find a way to beat you. And I mean, it's, we're going to play some tough games. We're going to play close games, be within one score of a lot of teams. But the good thing is we're improving, and it's not like the Clemson game where we come out on the on the bad end of the stick. And so us finding a way to win, I mean, I think that's a large confidence booster building forward or going forward. And I think that's what Jimbo's preaching to the team. I mean, you know, it's a win nonetheless, and that's our objective. You know, when you go out there, despite how you play, your objective is to get a win. And so, I mean, yeah. we can build on that going forward. Six nine three eleven fifty is our phone number. The Mac Resource Computers Hotline, Commerce National Bank Text Line. If you got anything between now and twenty minutes from now, these guys are with us for about thirty minutes. All right, and they're here until a little after nine thirty. So if you got any questions, 
you want to wish Trevor a happy birthday, whatever you got for go ahead and load us up. You can give us a call. You can text us, 979-693-1150. You can also tweet us, at Texags Radio. Give me one good, and we'll just close the book on Arkansas completely, but one good and one bad. Justin, give me one good thing you noticed in the game and one bad thing. You're like, man, that's still kind of an issue. All right. All right. Uh, first off, let me just start with the run defense. I mean, Mike Elko, you know, and I've, I've praised this guy before, but let me just go out and say, by the time this season is over, I think the biggest hire on this staff is going to be Mike Elko. Because, I mean, you look at the impact he's had on the defense, that defensive line, the way they're playing right now. I mean, Kingsley Kiki, Landis Durham, Justin Matabike, and Dalen Mack. Oh, yeah. I mean, hell of a game by Dalen. And so I think. What'd you way, say? Give him the triple meat water? I said, give him a triple meat. And I actually have a funny story behind that. <laughs> I knew you <laughs> I'm, did, man. I'm, I might share that story a little bit later. But right, I mean, that's, that's my boy. We're really close. But I mean, the impact Mike Echo has had on this defense and the way they have played, you know, we have the number nine rushing defense in the country. And I mean, that's extremely huge because anyone who watches SEC football knows that Arkansas has been traditionally good at running the football in the past. And we held him to, I mean, under 60 rushing yards, which is yep. tremendous. And Boyd, you know how good he is. Both yeah, y'all exactly. saw him. Really talented yeah. back. And so, I mean, if that's one thing we can build on going forward, I mean, that's, that's definitely it. And then kind of the, the bad thing where I didn't really like is is we gave Arkansas hope. I think anybody in the stadium could see, maybe even Arkansas players, that, I mean, there was a there was a gap in our talent level. We were a much better team. We should have blew them out. And, I mean, we started out early like that. You know, we, we started out really fast. Jayshon Corbin, that whole first quarter, we you know, it was 14-0. We started out really fast. We didn't really finish. I mean, we're moving forward, though. You know, my mom used to always say slow motion is better than no motion. Mm. And I, so, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting a win. We're moving forward. But, I mean, we can't let teams that are not as good as us stick around because, I mean, it'll come back to bite us eventually. That's great. One good yeah, one. Yeah, I, I, I would love to pick our, our defensive front and kind of our front seven because 55 yards against a team like that and what we've done week in and week – that's the, our, our identity now. Yes. Right. I mean, that is who we are, and that's going to play to our strength this week with with Kentucky coming in that's a run first team. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and go with my positive, Donovan Wilson, my guy. Got, a, got himself a pick. Um, been yeah, waiting man. to see that. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that gives him and the rest of that um, secondary some confidence. We need to start taking the ball over mm-hmm. a little bit more. It comes in ways for Dono. You remember back in 2015 where he got one and he got three or four more and he gets a tackle for loss. He's going to get three or four more. This guy's mm-hmm. a Havoc type of player against a guy that's going to throw up some ducks in there. You're going to have some pick opportunities with Terry Wilson. Right, yeah, and, and – you know, moving forward, I think that confidence as a whole for that secondary is just going to make our defense better. Uh, my positive from the game, I'm sorry, for my negative from the game, um, it's just the turnovers. I thought we played sloppy on offense all day. We start off with a kick return for a touchdown. We score our first drive, and then we don't score another touchdown until 5.03 left in the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's a little concerning. Um, Kellen didn't have his best game, obviously, through two picks, um, didn't run the ball that effectively. We didn't run him that much, but didn't run the ball that effectively. But I, I think it's okay. You know, at somebody that's played the position before, you're going to have those types of games. You know, if Tom Brady knew the secret formula to play incredible every week, they he would have beat the Lions two weeks ago. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even guys like that have rough weeks. So I don't think we need to fret. I think we, we're going to be just fine. Everybody's asking me, do we throw Nick in there? Absolutely not. Kellen's our guy right now. Put the confidence, put the team on his shoulders. He's going to play great this week. We'll have more with Trevor Knight and Justin Dunning next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you in studio with Trevor Knight and Justin Dunning on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. I think, you know, kind of the Arkansas game, this was the first time I got to see that the impact that Kellen Mond has had or the impact or lack of impact he's had on this offense. Because, I mean, when he's not playing well, that offense isn't moving the ball. They're not playing well. And so, I mean, 
the offense definitely wins games. Defense, we're playing extremely well this year, going to win some big-time games, definitely wins the championships. And then the third aspect of the game, the special teams unit, we're kicking the ball. I mean, that's that's huge when, in terms of, like, flipping field position yeah. and actually getting points on the board in special teams. It's tremendous. That's a good point. Is 2012, A&M won 11 games that year. They didn't win any championships. The defense only had 11 guys, and they really didn't rotate anybody, and it was okay. But it wasn't championship defense. And special teams, in their two losses, they missed extra points extra points and field goals, and they didn't know they had Josh Lambeau over there. They knew they had him, but they didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. He was he's 8-for-8 eight eight right now in kicks, and he's one of the best kickers in the world. Well, if they put the one of the best kickers in the world into the game in 12, they're probably winning the national championship and creating Absolutely. a dynasty for themselves. So I think Absolutely. it's a pretty good text message, frankly. <laughs> All right, the face mask deal. From the player's perspective, the quarterback, <laughs> the defensive player, the rugged trench guy on the edge and everything else, the QB. All right. What do you guys think about Jimbo and then the reaction to it? Oh, what do you man. think? Let's go. Well, first off, let me just start by saying when I saw it in the game, I didn't think anything of it. I mean, I thought it was just football. There was nothing of it. But when I got on social media and it seemed to be a little bit more aggressive than I thought. But, I mean, here's my take on it. I don't think in that certain circumstance it was an issue. But, I mean, I do kind of like what Marcus Spears tweeted the other day. As a coach, you shouldn't really put your hands on the player. I mean, because – you guys argue back and forth. It's an emotional game. You know, sometimes the player even might yell back at the coach. If it got to a point where the coach put his hands on him and the player did it back, there would be a huge issue. And so, I mean, as, as a coach, I wouldn't be putting my hands on the players. But, I mean, in that certain circumstance, you heard Jimbo say the other day, our relationship is second to none. And I think that played a huge factor into it. And that's what a lot of people aren't talking about on social media, you know, how close they actually are to each other. Because if you see a mother do that to her child or a father do it to their child, that's not an issue. Yeah. And so I think that's where it definitely plays, in, plays a huge part. It's a good point, Trevor. The perspective is, though, the people that are spewing the idiocy know nothing about their relationship. Right. Right. And I, I agree with you, what you're saying about – People don't understand their their relationship and things like that. But that's the thing. This is football. It's an emotional game. That's a captain of your defense, and it's your head coach. They do have a great relationship. I know that. And it wasn't like he was going after him trying to hurt him or anything like that. Mm -hmm. He was wound up. It was an emotional part of the game, and he was trying to calm him down. He had one hand. He grabbed onto something. I don't see a problem with it at all, ever. I don't see a problem, and we were talking about this before, I don't see a problem with him putting his hands on any of the players in that sort of way. Now, could we talk hypothetically if they get into a fight? Yes. That's a different situation, though. If you put anybody on that team in the exact situation that happened Saturday, I don't have a problem with it. Do Putting your hands on players, I can see where that can – kind of teeter the line a little mm-hmm. bit and i agree with you there but in that specific situation that happened on saturday i don't have a problem with it at all and jimbo's from the old school now i mean he he grabbed Jameis's face mask many times mm-hmm. you watch those games and sometimes it was that was a dang good pass right. that was a great ball <laughs> and just come on right here and you want to i want to see you in the eyes i think what he did was i'm grabbing it i'm kind of pushing it back look at me in the face right now because if you do stupid stuff we might lose Right. Right. He I mean, didn't that's hold on to it either. No, he didn't. He's going all he grabbed it, you know, let his hands off, and then they were good. They were good to go. Yeah. Yeah. I think and see it's different because we we may have seen a huge issue. You know, if Kellen Montrose interception, he comes up and grabs his face mask. That's completely, completely different. different. I mean, Tyrell's he's a, he's a defensive captain. He's out there fighting on the field in a critical situation. Like you can't lose him. Yeah. And so I mean, it would have been a problem in a different situation, but well, know. and let's be honest about this, and this is no you know, I'm not trying to throw Jimbo under the bus, but Jimbo Fisher doesn't want to get in a fight with Tyrell Dotson. <laughs> Let's be true. honest with that. It, <laughs> of course not. It, it, and that wasn't even the situation. I just think right. that the national media specifically is blowing this up into something that it's not. I, I yeah, get absolutely. nobody knows the, the relationship that they have, but even so, it's two grown men in an emotional game. They're all wound up, getting them back to earth. I, don't, I just don't see a problem yeah. with it. Well, Tyrell doesn't have a problem with it, and if he doesn't, I don't either. Tyrell said his mom even used to do that all the time. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> she was his coach growing up. 693-1150, Mac Resource Computers Hotline, Commerce National Bank Text Line. We do the hot list, one, two, or three, and this is kind of the typical Wednesday stuff. You're looking at the team on the whole and saying, okay, these are my three guys who are playing exceptional football and then projecting forward, I think, could could have a huge factor in the here and now, which the next one up, Kentucky. What do you think, Trevor? Yeah, my, I'm, my three are pretty good today. Uh, obviously, Braden, man, he's just SEC Special Teams Player of the Week this week. He's been so consistent for our football team. And 
a lot of people don't necessarily like the third phase of the game, the, the special teams part of the game, but it is a game changer. And he has been that for us this year, flipping the field, kicking the ball through the end zone, not allowing a return. Those types of things win you football games mm -hmm. in, in close tight games. So Braden Mann is my number one. Number two, Travion Williams. He continues to just be the driving force of our offense. Put up a bunch of yards this week, just little pops here and there and there. Yeah. You can just count on the guy, and even when he's not putting up huge numbers in, in terms of yards, he's still picking up blocks, and, and he's, a, he's a leader of that offense. So I like Travion a lot. And then the last one is, is actually a group, and that's um, our defensive line. They're playing fantastic, 55 yards again this week. If they can keep us around that 100-yard mark this week, or even 150, I think it puts us in a great position to win this football game with what yes. Kentucky does well. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great point. Let me tell you on Braden Mann, he's averaging 53.56 right now. That leads the country. He's a whole yard and a half ahead of number two. And he's like five yards ahead of Shane Leckler's best year here. Wow. The greatest oh punter of all time. Man, I mean, awesome. really let that factor in right now. I'm just trying to imagine how his dog's going to feel when he comes home from a bad day. You know, he just <laughs> kicks him through the window. <laughs> so, so for my players, I'm going to go a little bit different than Trevor. One thing that stood out to me watching the game, uh, a game that Kellen Mond wasn't really producing as he has in the past, he had he had a consistent target in Cam Buckley. And I think Cam has been one of the more consistent receivers in terms of production you know, throughout this entire season. I think uh, he's becoming a guy that we can expect that consistency from every single game. So that's big from him. Mm -hmm. Number two, I'm going to give a little shout-out to the freshman, Jayshon Corbin. I mean, he started the game off fast. His first his first uh, return ever, you know, took it back to the house. Awesome. And that's key when you talk about starting the game fast and uh, starting it early. Thanks to TK on his birthday and Justin Dunning as well. We'll pick some games, keys to the game, and score prediction for the Aggies and the Wildcats next as we close out the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader Trade-In Marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Are you putting your retirement savings in a 401k, IRA, or investment account? Then I have one word of advice. Stop. Many experts warn of a stock market crash any day now. And if it's anything like the last two crashes, you could lose 50% or more of your hard-earned savings in the Wall Street casino. Can you afford to lose half of your retirement savings again? Hey, you don't have to lose a penny because there's a better, safer way to save for retirement. And you can learn all about it in a free report. This is the report Wall Street and big banks desperately hope you never see. Why? Because this method continues to grow your money even when the market tumbles. It lets you take back control of your money and finances and it gives you penalty free access to your savings plus it beats the pants off any 401k or ira these are uncertain times so get the information you need today to guarantee your retirement security to get this free report go to bankonyourself.com right now that's bankonyourself.com bankonyourself.com this here is the story of Lawrence, who always wanted to play pro football. His parents supported his love of the game, sent him to special camps, and then in college, pro scouts came to a bunch of games where Lawrence was playing the trumpet at halftime. Yeah, Lawrence was never that good at football, gave up by the time he got to college. But he also learned how Geico could save him a lot of money on car insurance, so he switched and saved. So, this here story has a happy ending after all.
Welcome back. Final segment of the Tex-Ags Marina White Report CRM Sports Network. And let's run down the SEC games that matter in week six. It's all league play, SEC versus SEC. Yeah, there's ULM and Ole Miss mixed in there, but the rest of the games are all league on league. And we start, we kind of go chronological. We'll close with A&M and Kentucky. The number one ranked Alabama at Arkansas. You name your point spread here, Bama will cover, and then they'll turn it in. 11 o'clock at Reynolds Razorback Stadium. Main channel ESPN before they cut to other programming. Uh, like ESPN Ocho commentary or horseshoes. We'll see what they do by the fourth quarter. But Alabama's favored by 34-and-a-half. Is that enough? Bama covers the spread. And do we need to say more about that game? Missouri at South Carolina, also 11 o'clock, Williams-Brice Stadium. Much more entertaining game, SEC Network. South Carolina favored by one point. Man, this is a tough one for me. I think South Carolina covers the spread. I'm The quarterback matchup, no question, in favor of Missouri with Drew Locke over Jake Bentley. Bentley, A, is banged up with an ankle, and B, he's just, he's just okay. He's probably the eighth-best quarterback in this league. I'd put Tomu ahead of him. i put Kellen Mond ahead of him. And you, the list goes on. Clearly, Locke is better. Tua Tungavailoa is better. Now, I don't know. He's, Nick Fitzgerald's stock has really gone down to the point where now that's a conversation. But my point is, and I know Missouri's got it, their defense isn't great by any stretch of the imagination, but South Carolina, it's a situation where the parts are better than the sum of the whole. The sum of the whole just doesn't add up to what they have in pieces because their trenches play isn't good enough. But I do think at home, South Carolina's going to figure it out. They're going to get enough stops on lock, should be able to run on them with Rico Daldle, and that crew, a trio of running backs that I think South Carolina at home in a must-win type of game. They want to lose three SEC games really early, first week of October, and already have three SEC losses. South Carolina will win this game. They'll cover the one. Number five, LSU at number 22, Florida. 2.30 at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium in the Swamp. CBS, LSU on the road, favored by three. It boils down to LSU just got better players. And I just don't think even Dan Mullen, as much as I love him, respect him as a play caller, as a an offensive developer. And I and I really like Todd Grantham, the DC at Florida. And it, it'll make life difficult on LSU's offense. This is gonna be a low scoring game. Take the under, whatever it is. I mean, take the under. Because I just don't think there's gonna be many points scored in the swamp on Saturday. Top twenty five matchup here. I think LSU covers a close game. Like a 13-7 kind of game. Maybe 20 if they can run on Florida, which I don't know if they can do. I think LSU wins this game. I do not believe Felipe Franks and that offense can score and move the football consistently on LSU's defense, and that's what it boils down to. But I do think Brosette and that receiving core of LSU can hit a home run. LSU's best player is out defensively, defensive back. And I, I do believe LSU is going to hit a home run or two. I don't think Florida's going to. So I think Florida or LSU covers that spread on the road in the swamp. Number eight, Auburn at Mississippi State, 630 Davis Wade Stadium on the deuce. Auburn on the road favored by three. And this is two teams that are desperate to get it figured out right now. I mean, really offensively, both of them are in a, sh- are in a shell. And Auburn's probably going to be without their best running back, Jatarvius Whitlow. Their offensive line is terrible. Their wide receivers were much better last year. So was their quarterback. But they had four offensive linemen that were seniors last year and the SEC player of the year in Carryon Johnson. That makes life easier for everybody. Well, now they don't have those guys. Auburn's struggling. And so is Mississippi State to figure out an identity. And coming off that loss to Florida, and will they make a quarterback change? Will they roll and continue to roll with their guy, Nick Fitzgerald, who was really good against Mullen or with Mullen as head coach? But a lot of quarterbacks – are at their best when Dan Mullen's their head coach and offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach. So we'll find out, man. I I think Auburn covers this, though. It'll be a tight game. I think they both have really good defenses, and it's in Starkville, but I think Auburn covers that three. So I'll I'll go Auburn, lay the points. Vanderbilt at number two, Georgia, 630, Sanford Stadium, SEC Network, Georgia minus 26.5, Georgia covers. Vanderbilt, they did this to us last year when they got to number one three weeks in. Number one in the in total defense three weeks into the year last year and then tanked. I think they were last in league games in total defense. This team's just not very talented. Shermer's okay. I mean, he's in that Jake Bentley range. He's okay. They just don't have that many playmakers. And Georgia's just way too talented. I think they'll cover the 26 and a half. And then that leads us to Kentucky at Texas A&M. Kentucky's coming in. They're crazy hot. They're 5-0. and 
They're three and zero in the league. Six o'clock, Kyle Field, ESPN. A and M. I couldn't believe the spread. I mean, at the time we're recording this, A and M's a six point favorite. I think it opened at six and a half in the six and a half seven range. I thought it'd be about two for A and M. So Vegas thinks A and M's about three points better neutral field. You give them the Kyle Field factor, give them three points, uh, the field goal essentially for being at home. Maybe getting a little bit more love because it's Kyle Field at home. It appears that Vegas thinks A and M is better than a lot of people think, and that maybe Kentucky isn't as good as a lot of people think. So as we close out, it boils down to this. Here are the keys to the game for Texas A and M. Number one, you got to slow down Benny Snell. Make him a Snell. It's not going to be easy. You know, Jimbo compared him to Emmett Smith, <laughs> and he in a college game he is he is that. I mean, he's really good. He's always falling forward. You think you got him at for for a no gain, all of a sudden he gets four yards out of the thing. I mean, he is really good. So you got to slow down that run game. You're not going to shut him down, but can you keep Snell under his average, which is about 128 yards? If you hold him to the 120 yard range, that's a huge key to beating them. They're not going to. Uh, kill you in the intermediate passing game. They can hit a deep ball or two, so you got to watch that. That's another another key. Defend the deep ball. No more than two plays allowed over 30 yards. A&M's given up a ton of explosive plays. 113th in the country and plays over 20 yards allowed. Meanwhile, Kentucky is 34th in the country at pl- offensive plays over 30, over 20 yards. So really, you got to limit the deep ball. He can do that. He can hit some deep balls, but he can also throw it up to you, and it's time to get some picks. Donovan Wilson got a big one the other day. Time to make that contagious and get some more because he can throw you some ducks up in the air. You also can't lose, number three, you can't lose track of Terry Wilson in the zone read run game. Limit him to his average, which is 60 yards. Hold him under 60 yards rushing out from the QB run game too because when you get sucked in and lull you to sleep with Benny Snell, boom, he can hit a 50-yard run on you. He's very explosive in the run game. Number four, you also have to run the football. This is Travion Williams and Benny Snell, and Travion is in that same category. I mean, they're living in the same neighborhood. It's upper elite gated community. These guys are two of the best four running backs in the SEC, if not the two sheerly most talented running backs in the league. Right in that top three range, DeAndre Swift, Damian Harris, it's a short list of just truly elite backs. These guys are both there. Use Williams in the screen game, too. You don't have Javon Osmond, so you got to use Williams in different ways to help you in the passing game, too. And number five, protect Kellen Mond. They got a ferocious pass rush led by Josh Allen. Find a way to keep Mond upright and in the pocket. Uh, Find a way to make sure that he doesn't have to move off his spot and he can make decisions. Uh, and when he does, he's got to make – when he's out of the pocket, he's got to make the right decisions. He cannot make those just lousy decisions to throw into triple coverage. Play – live to play another down. And then finally, you got to win the turnover battle. It sounds simple, but be smart with the football when throwing downfield. This is a very experienced group of defensive backs at Kentucky, and they're ball hawks. So you got to win the battle. Get you a couple – and limit your turnovers. I mean, one or fewer in a game like this. A&M wins the game. It's tight. I take the under, which is like 51 over under. I take the under. I think A&M will win this game 24-20. to 20. I think Kentucky covers the spread. It's minus six. It just seems very high. A&M will win a tight game in that three- or four-point range. It's going to be a four-quarter brawl at Kyle Field. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Next week, we'll break that down and look ahead to a trip to South Carolina next week as well. Big thanks to Jimmy Wright, to Trevor Knight, Justin Dunning, our producer, Dalton Hughes. Gabe Bach with you. You've been listening to the Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network.